So tonight we are in our fourth week of the Yuck series, and I want to share something with you guys. Well, when I was in elementary school and when I was in middle school, I played lots of sports. I played football, I played basketball, and I played baseball, and I even did one year of soccer. Now, guys, I do not tell people this often, but I trust that you won't tell anyone, right? Right, okay, so when I played these sports, um, when I wasn't, when the seasons weren't in session, I was always playing them outside with my friends, and I remember, guys, since I played them so much, I may or may not have had stinky feet. I had stinky feet, okay? I don't like to talk about it. It was a really long time ago. It's embarrassing, it's in the past, but you know what, I'm older now. Personal hygiene is a very important part of every single day of my life. Boys, I can't say the same for some of you. I smell your feet over at Spider Jump, and it is nasty. But you know what? Hey, it's okay. We're not judging. Just shower more, okay? Um, anyways, I remember one of the biggest fears that I had when I was in elementary school and when I was in middle school is when I would go over to my friend's house, and, and I would go through the door, and you would see all the shoes lined up, you know what I mean? And then you hear those five terrifying words coming from your friend's parents' mouth. Please take your shoes off. And I would freeze. I would freeze in my fear. And I would do anything and everything it is that I could to, to be able to keep my shoes on or to be able to go back outside and play with my friends. But it just wouldn't happen. So I had to take my shoes off. And I remember, I remember I would get down low and I would, I would untie my shoes and, and I would slide them off. And I would just say, I'm sorry. And then I would wait. I would wait for the toxins of my shoes to enter the nostrils of everybody's nose who lived in the house and their nose hairs would just burn off. <laughs> Needless to say, I did not go over to friends' houses that often. Um, tonight, I want to talk about fear and I want to talk about what we can do when the yuck of fear takes a hold of us. Fear froze me in the doorway at my friend's house, but that is exactly what fear does to us. It traps us. It clouds our mind with worry and anxiety. It keeps us up late at night. It, it, the ultimate goal of fear is to shut us down right where we are at. It keeps us from being able to do anything new, but most of all, it keeps us from being who God has made us to be. And the truth is that until we face our fear, we will be trapped by it. We will be crippled by it and we will be weighed down by it. Have you guys ever been in a situation where fear has stopped you from doing something that you know you should have done? For instance, have you ever seen somebody getting bullied and you know that you should have been the one to step up and say something or do something, but fear froze you? Or have you ever been afraid of what people might think of you for being different than them? Whether that's having a different hairstyle or a different hair color or liking the different type of clothes or shoes or different hobbies than them. And that fear took over your whole life to the point where you feel like you had no control over your whole life. There are two simple steps that we can use to overcome and defeat the spirit of fear. Because as Christians, as sons and daughters of God, we are not called to have a spirit of fear. In fact, fear was not God-given at all. 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. 
We were designed to have just the opposite of fear. We were designed to be strong, to be courageous. But as humans, we all fall short of God's perfect standard. And Satan uses the spirit of fear as a weapon against us. Because it is 4640 and it is our Yuck series, we do have some special creepy crawly surprises for you. But you have to bear, you have to bear with me for just a few minutes, okay? So the very first step, the very first step that we should take to overcome and defeat the spirit of fear is pray. It's that simple. It's that easy. Let's think of it this way. You guys all have a best friend, don't you? Yeah. And you and your best friend, you guys like to have sleepovers or you like to go to the movies and you like to go to the rec center. Um, But what, what what if you guys did all of that, but you never spoke a word to each other? Imagine if your mom took you and your best friend to the mall or to wherever it is that you like to hang out and you, you played the games that you like or you went into the stores that you like and you spent the whole day together, but you never said a word to each other. That would be weird, right? right? That's because communication is the number one most important key when it comes to a relationship. If you only talk to your best friend every once in a while, are they actually your best friend? No, and the same thing applies with your relationship and your friendship with God. The more you talk to him, the stronger your friendship becomes. The more you talk to each other, the more you get to know each other, and the more that you get to know each other, the closer you guys become. It's important to realize, though, that your friendship with God is radically different than any earthly relationship that you will ever have. Your friendship with God is flawless. God will never let you down. He created the heavens and the earth, and he created you with a plan and a purpose. And he is the perfect solution to your fearful situation. I know so many times in my own life, I have forgotten to pray about the yuck of my life. And I turned to everybody else except for God for advice. And I remember that advice, like I said earlier, would freeze me in my fear. And it would cloud my mind with worry, anxiety, stress, and I couldn't move past it. And then that's when I would pray to God. And let me tell you something. It really kind of felt like a bunch of dirty, grimy insects crawling all over my thoughts. Actually, you know, I would like to bring out my fellow intern, Jake, to help me uh, demonstrate this. So come on out here, Jake. All right. All right, Jake. So we have this super cool, super nifty helmet for you, okay? Am I going to space? Not yet. It'll feel like space. All right. So let's picture this, guys. Let's imagine that Jake is in eighth grade, okay? And you know what? We're going to call you... Oh, man. Goodness gracious. Anyways, let's say it like this, okay? We're going to imagine that Jake is in eighth grade, so, and we're going to call him little Jakey, okay? So Jakey is afraid because he is scared of fitting in. He is fearful that his friends will not like him because of the clothes he wears, because of the shoes that he has or the, the hobbies that he likes or the music that he likes. And let me tell you something. These, these thoughts, these thoughts that are, are not what God wants him to think cloud his mind kind of like that thing is right now. Yeah, that's, that does not look comfortable. You're not going to space, by the way. But that clouds his mind with worry and anxiety and fear and stress. And guys... Do you, you want to know what it kind of feels like? 
it kind of feels like, uh, man, while they're still trying to figure that stuff out, it kind of feels like a bunch of dirty crickets crawling all over his head. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, no! Oh, goodness. Jakey? I'm sorry, but this is your fear. Jakey is also scared of not being successful because spring sports are coming up and, and Jakey has been practicing a lot and he really, really, really wants to make the team, but he's scared. He's frozen in his fear that he's not going to be able to, to make the team and then he's afraid that his coaches will make fun of him and that other students will make fun of him and this freezes him right where he's at and it keeps him from being able to try out for the sports team and once again, his mind is flooded with crickets. Oh, they are all over your hair. Oh, Jakey, man. Whew. Those things smell worse than my feet did. That's disgusting. <laughs> lastly, lastly, Jake is afraid of... Just, you'll, you'll be okay. Lastly, Jake is afraid of the future because he is going to be a freshman next year. And he is afraid that once he gets to his freshman year of high school, that his classes will be too hard. He's afraid that all of the friends that he had when he was in eighth grade will not be his friends next year. And once again, this, this, this fear, this spirit of fear clouds his mind with worry and anxiety and sadness. And Jakey, sadly enough, again, it feels like a bunch of crickets crawling all over your head. Oh man, Jake, what do you think we should do? What, should, what do you think we should do about your spirit of fear? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, we should follow step number one and we should pray. Will you pray with me? Okay, repeat after me. Jesus, I give you my fear. I give you my worry and anxiety and I trust that you will take it away. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And immediately, God comes in and he will pull you out of your fearful situation. There may be some yuck, there may be some yuck left over, but God will pull you out of it. I promise you. <laughs> All right. Don't, don't, worry, don't worry about those little guys. They're not going to hurt you. They're not going to hurt you. When... When you are afraid, when you are afraid and you pray and you invite God into your fearful situation, the spirit of fear has to leave. It cannot stand in the presence of God. God wants to help you out of the yuck of fear in your life. He wants to help you. James chapter four, verse eight says this, come close to God and God will come close to you. Prayer is one way that you can become closer to God. When you pray and you strive to know him more, he absolutely will reveal more of himself to you. And even if you don't pray that much right now, it's okay, it's not too late. Set aside the first five minutes right as you wake up and just talk to him. Or set aside the last five minutes right as you go to sleep and God will show himself to you too. When you have the God of the heavens and the earth fighting on your behalf, there is absolutely no room for the spirit of fear. 1 John 4.18 says this, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out 
fear. Now let's rewind 10 verses to 1 John 4, 8. And it says this, but anyone who does not love does not know God for God is love. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. God is love. God is perfect love. And God drives out the spirit of fear. God loves you and he wants to drive the fear out of your life, but you have to invite him in. And prayer is how you do that. Step number two, okay? Step number two is fight. Oh yes, I said it. Fight with all of your life, like your life depends on it. Now, I do not mean punch your bully in the face. Do not do that. Because I promise you, he'll probably punch back and you will get in trouble. So that is not what I mean. What I mean is, is that God has made us into warriors. He's made us into spiritual warriors who are blessed and anointed with the power and the authority to bind and to cast the spirit of fear out of our life. Here at 4640 and at Fellowship Church, we call this spiritual warfare. And let me tell you something, it is amazing. I know you're probably wondering, I know you're probably wondering what it is that I mean when I say spiritual warfare. So let me tell you, Jesus gave the apostles the power and the authority to bind and to loose things here on earth. Matthew chapter 16, verses 18 through 19 say this, and I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. God gives you the same power and authority to bind and cast the spirit of fear away. It's as easy as saying this out loud. It's as easy as saying, I bind the spirit of fear and I cast it far away in the name of Jesus. Now, let me show you what binding and casting the spirit of fear looks like. So, Pastor Joe, if you could go ahead and help me out here. Now, we're going to say that Pastor Joe is the spirit of fear. That is not Pastor Joe. That is the spirit of fear because that is scary. Oh, that's Pastor Joe. All right. Well, Pastor Will tells us all the time that what we do in the physical echoes in the spiritual. So by me saying, I bind the spirit of fear and I cast it far away in the name of Jesus, the spirit of fear has to leave. And this is exactly what it looks like. Let me say, when I take this tape and I say with my mouth, I bind the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you something. When you do that, the spirit of fear has not bound you, but you have now bound it. And let me tell you something. When you do this and you say, I bind the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus and I cast it out of my life, it has to go. It has to leave. And once you do this, it's out of your life. It's gone. And, and then once, once you bind and you cast the spirit of fear out, you now have the authority to loosen things here on earth. What I mean by that is, is you can say, just as easy as you did before, in the name of Jesus, I loosen peace in my life. I loosen peace at home with my family, with my friends at school, and with people on my sports team. It's that easy. When you don't bind and cast the spirit of fear away, it takes root in your heart and, and it causes more fear. And that it holds you back from what God has in store for you. Sometimes when you are so full of fear, it's hard to communicate 
what it is that, it, what, what, that you're scared of. And, and when you do this, it almost feels like something's got your tongue. So Pastor Will, if you can come out here, we have another surprise for you guys. So Pastor Will, I just don't think they quite get it yet. So I, I, need, I need you here, okay? So Pastor Will, just like Jake. Oh, there's a cricket. Nasty. Pastor Will, just like Jake, is afraid of fitting in. And we're going to call Pastor Will Billy. I feel like you've been called that before somewhere. It sounds familiar. It does sound familiar. Anyways, we're going to call him Billy. And Billy is scared of not fitting in. And Billy is scared that people are going to make fun of him for having a beard in eighth grade. Yeah, yeah, it does. And Billy's also scared that, they're, that, that, that he's not going to fit in because of the clothes that he wears. And again, the shoes that he has or the hobbies that he likes. But instead of binding and casting the spirit of fear away, he just stays silent and it builds up inside of him. And you know what, Billy? It, it kind of feels like you've got uh, mealworms stuck on your tongue. You guys see that? So I'm just going to give this to you. Oh, no! It's crawling. That is disgusting. Oh man, no, no. Oh, oh, it fell out. Oh, we'll just have to. We'll, we'll just have to give you two. Anyways, Pastor Billy is also afraid that he won't be successful because he is afraid that he's not going to do well in school. He's afraid that when he moves on to his freshman year as well, that. Well, you know, he's not going to be, to be good at it. And so once again, those, the, those worry and that, that fear and that stress clouds his mind and it feels like more and more worms crawling on Billy's tongue. Uh, lastly, lastly, we have one more. Lastly, Will is afraid of the future. He is afraid that if his parents keep fighting, that they are going to get a divorce. And little Billy is afraid that, that it's going to be his fault. And he's afraid that it's going to be his fault that they get a divorce. But once again, this is not true. But he lets it bottle up inside of him. And instead of binding and casting the spirit of fear away, it's kind of like more and more worms on little Billy's tongue. Oh, man, that is so gross. That is so nasty. But Billy... Billy, if we bind and we cast the spirit of fear away, it has to leave. Do you want to do that with me? Let's say it right now. I bind the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus, and I cast it away. Cast it away. It's one in your beard, Billy. Billy, it's okay. The fear is gone. The fear is gone. Okay. Oh man, guys, when the yuck of fear manifests and tries to take over your life, you only have to follow two simple steps to overcome and defeat the spirit of fear. Number one is pray. Give your worry and your anxiety over to God. Let his peace run through you and let him take care of it. Number two is fight fight, bind the spirit of fear and cast it away. You are stronger than you think you are. And you can do this because Jesus has given you the authority and the power to do so. So this week with whatever comes your way, do these two things. And I promise you the spirit of fear has to leave. Let's pray. Jesus, 
We love you and we thank you so much for tonight, God. I just ask that as each and every single one of these students go out of their way this week as they head home, Lord, I just ask that, that, that you help them know that you are on their side and that when they pray and they invite you in that the spirit of fear has to leave. Let them know that they have the power and the authority to bind and to cast the spirit of fear far, far away. We love you and we thank you so much and it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.